0: Hi friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Listen, y'all love Cece Winans on Monday as much as I did. I knew you would. And if you have not heard that episode, you got to go back and listen on Monday. Share it with your friends. It is one that y'all cannot quit talking about. And we have got another great show in store for you today. What a week, you guys. And before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, our friend Rebecca Lyons, who is on the show today, is a huge advocate for mental health. We're going to talk about it. And y'all know I love counseling. It matters so much to us that you have accessible resources to help you navigate your emotional, spiritual, and mental health. And therapy is a great avenue for that. So many of you are caring for so many people in your life, and therapy can give you the tools to find more balance so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you on your journey of self-discovery no matter where you're starting from. So if you're thinking of trying therapy for the very first time, give BetterHelp a shot. Since BetterHelp is entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and to fit in your schedule. May is always so crazy busy, so you don't have to worry about not having the time to make it to an office for an appointment because your session can be done right at home. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, y'all know we love a quiz, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So you're sure to be working with someone who is a good match for you. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash fun and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash fun. And today on the show, I get to talk with my friend, Rebecca Lyons. You may remember Rebecca from episode 25. She is way back in the early days. And episode 172. We've been real life friends for a long time. And I just love her. And y'all do. She's back to talk about her brand new book, Building a Resilient Life, How Adversity Awakens Strength, Hope, and Meaning. It just came out on Tuesday. We've all had to figure out how to be resilient in the last couple of years, whether we wanted to or not. And Rebecca has such a unique way of blending story and psychology and theology and biblical teaching together to help us navigate the hard things in front of us. This is a good one, y'all, and one that I think we all need to hear. So here is my conversation with Rebecca Lyons. Rebecca Lyons, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Oh, girl, this is my favorite. It's I love your third you. time. Yeah, third time's a charm. Listen, <laughs> get ready for number five because we're about to have a five-timers plaque in Ooh. the new studio. Oh, it's like yes. SNL, but yes. fancier. That's Drink what it it a we We thought if they, if they <laughs> got a jacket at five, we should do something at five. Yeah, 100%. And so we are. We're doing Come it. Come on. So you're getting there. Okay, the thing you just said a minute ago is something that we have talked about maybe four times on the show in the last couple of weeks because it's what I'm thinking about. The next stop after this, what are you doing after this? Uh, getting my hair done. Exactly. Yeah, my roots. It's well, exciting. <laughs> well, here's what we're talking about, and people on the internet are talking with me about it, too, about what it looks like to age well mm. and and how do we determine what is right for us. It doesn't actually matter what's right for anybody else. It's none of our business. How do we determine what's right for us when the Bible honors aging? Yeah. Yeah. And our culture does not. I love that I get to be the person that you're bringing this up. Yes. Which
1: shows that you see me as one who is beginning to age. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
0: listen. The reason I'm talking about it
1: is because my forehead has like 111 lines. I know. I I am there. I I told my kids. I'm just going to say it here. You heard it here first. I'm going to be 49. In two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's not 50 yet, but we're. That's we're, crazy because I
0: remember your 40th birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've wow. known each other a long yeah. time. Yeah, I'm like, wow. Uh,
1: I know. And I i kind of, what's cool is that I don't feel that age. I don't even yeah. know what you're supposed to feel like. Right. Maybe I just need to rebrand 50. Yeah, that's right. Lead <laughs> way in my brain. Yeah. But I mean, I've watched other people do it beautifully. Right. And I'm inspired. I mean, Remember Chris Kane? She's like scaling mountains in her 50s. I was like, okay, that feels good. There's this book called Younger Next Year. (gasps) You write about it in your book? Yes. yes. Yes.
0: Younger Next Year. Younger
1: Next Year, where you can trick your body at 50 to thinking it's the same age till you're 80. (gasps) Come (gasps) on. And it's all about just how your rhythmic life of like strength training, adversity training. My third rule in the book is embrace adversity. And there's so much about resistance training and elevating that heart rate. And so Gabe just... Jumped way in the yeah deep he did, end. so I'm kind of catching up. He's did like, he read yeah. it first? Yeah, he did, okay. and then they have one for women too. I'm and it's just great it because can I start I, at forty-two. Do I have to wait till fifty?
0: Yes, no, okay. no, 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 no. No, you're just gonna you're gonna be ahead of us, right? <laughs> well, I, our friends listening know this, but I heard John Tyson recently say that the three best decades of your ministry are your sixties and your seventies, and then your fifties. Wow! And so what you're saying is we can treat our bodies in a way that our three best decades of ministry, yeah. our bodies are healthy too, as much yeah. as we can control. And I just claim scripture, right? You yeah. know, it says I forget where exactly, but
1: while our bodies are aging, the Spirit yes. makes younger by the day, yes, And I yes. really do think age is a mindset. If you're a lifelong learner, you're always growing. So that's the opposite of dying. So that's yep. a good thing. Yep. You are very curious about life, Annie. So you're gonna just be continuing to grow and yeah. learn. Yeah. And so you—that's an aging well. I so I think maybe there's different versions of aging well. There might be like an outward version, but I also yeah. think there's a mental version of aging well yeah. and a relational version of investing in the people and reading books and being curious about life and always learning, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then I guess on the outward piece, I mean, good grief.
0: I have not got it mastered at all because I'm going to get my roots done. Yeah. But I don't know that that's wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong. I just so I'm watching all of us do it. Yeah. And figuring it out.
1: Yeah. I think for me, for starters, it's more about I started first with like, what clean am I eating? You know, like, what am I putting in my body that it's having a hard time breaking down? So that started years ago with Whole 30 that only lasted 30 days. I never did it again. But it did change the way I saw food and processed food. And I stopped. Um, Somebody finally joked when they would come to my house. They're like, you don't have any food at your house. And then they finally realized, like, you don't have a snack house. You have an ingredient house. Which. Is not very fun for teens when they want instant gratification.
0: <laughs> right. You are very good at charcuterie boards. Yeah. You do always have the I have the elements. Yes, yes, but yes. But you might have to chop some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the interesting things that I may be exaggerating this, but I feel like hasn't ever happened before, is a generation of female leaders aging on the Internet. Yeah. And so all these women are watching us. Yeah. And it what we do is not what matters. Yeah. It's what we say about what we do and what we say about our faces and our yeah. hair and our bodies as our bodies change yeah. and as we age. And so, but mm-hmm. I would jokingly said to the Barnes the other day. I was like, I feel like I have to have a quiet time every time I'm trying to decide if I'm going to dye my hair. Right. It's like it just feels like yeah. way too big of a decision. I know.
1: I know. It and what does gradual look like? Yeah. And when you said aging well, I was thinking even aging and honoring well. Yeah. I want to be that as your friend online. Like I, I think aging to me well is like being settled in your skin, like yes. being comfortable in who you are and honoring your body and giving thanks for yeah. like you know waking up and having breath in your lungs yeah. right but then also doing that for one another you know right. like on the days one of us might feel insecure about whatever it is like physically or yeah. mentally or emotionally yeah. going like hey you're you're doing a great thing yes. like you are you keep going you yeah. keep running and i just think that that even that posture of honoring just always keeps you in this place of gratitude and celebrating what is good. I love yeah. that verse, cling to what is good. Yeah, you know? like, run from like, evil. Yeah, it's Resist like cling. Evil. Cling to what is good. Cling. Yeah, I, that's yeah. right. And maybe, you know, wrinkles are part of what we cling to. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the dichotomy of what culture tells us to do and what the Bible tells us to do makes me feel very Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, where no, I'm kind of pulled yeah. by both sides. Yeah, you're
1: holding that tension. You're holding the space. But I really think that's kind of what the Christian life looks like yeah. when you are in this world but not of it, and yeah. you're you're just walking that balance, and you're asking for walking in step with the Spirit. So much is about... Just show me today. Mm-hmm. Show me today what obedience and faithfulness mm-hmm. looks like, and give me conviction if I'm kind of veering here or there. Like, yeah. auto correct me, God. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. I mean, that's the good news about anything we would do aging wise. Just about any Botox, any hair dye is, if we decide we don't want to do it again, we don't do it again. Right. That is almost the problem. Yeah. For me, is that every time I go to change my hair color, I'm like, Lord. Yeah. But are you okay with it, Lord? Lord's probably like, Annie, do you do you know what all I have to do with? It? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I care We've got about a lot I'm, of things. Your hairs are. Count it, sis. Yeah, just go do what you want. No matter what color they yeah, are, yeah, yeah, they still you are have no, I mean, that part in the Gospels where it says you don't have the power to make your hair white or black. I'm like, I mean, do we? <laughs> do we? Well, Jesus, he's... you didn't quite know. <laughs> he didn't. He's but... like,
1: there will be so many ways that you'll be tempted <laughs> yeah. to play God.
0: That's right. <laughs> that's right. Even at the salon. That's right. I mean, you write so beautifully. Your book that came out this week, Building a Resilient Life. You write so beautifully about the process of Of handling hard things coming towards you. Yeah. And how you and Gabe and the kids have all changed. Oh, yeah. Over the last four years, thinking back. I mean, your book kind of picks up right before COVID really kicked in. Yeah. And so even when I think about the last four years and how we've aged, John Mark Comer says it's not about the years, it's about the mileage. Yeah, for sure. Will you talk a little bit about that? How has the mileage been different? When you're writing about resiliency, how has the mileage been different Mm. than the mileage of your late 30s, early 40s? Yeah, I think we
1: did a few extra laps this last season. Not that we were planning on it or even expecting it, but that's what adversity does. Yeah. It just awakens something in you. And I think the good thing about adversity is it awakens you to what you're made of mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it awakens you to what what's worth fighting for. And I have always found in seasons of adversity, I've grown the most, you know, yeah. like I, my whole career launched in New York with, yes. <laughs> with panic disorder. And if, if that's not adversity, I'm not sure what was, you know, yeah. I left the comfort of the South and went to Manhattan and- And God used that pain to become purpose. And he always does if we let him do that, you know, if we kind of just surrender it. And I would say... He invited us to do that again, adopting Joy, our youngest with Down syndrome. And that was displacing everyone else, you know, especially Cade, who was our other older kid with Down syndrome. And he was used to getting all the attention. And then Joy came in and girl, that girl stole the show. And he's like, (laughs) wait a minute. So that even displaced him a little. And then with COVID, Cade being so largely nonverbal and also very much need eq strong, like needs yeah. to be with friends all the time, and then lost all that. His window of tolerance went so small, and he began to just take that out on himself and our us and it was just one of the most traumatic yeah. years as a mother that I'd had in 22 years. So in some ways, like that lower part of the brain can't tell time, and it took me right back to, yes. year, to year one. Wow. And, but yet I grew in year yeah. one, and yeah. I grew in year 10. To year one
0: of parenting Kate or year one in New York?
1: Year one of parenting Kate. Wow. Then moving to New York nine yeah. years later. Yeah. Then this happening about 11
0: years after that. I mean, that. when you talk in the book about tracing back your anxiety on planes to when you were birthing Kate. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about the work like that that we have to do? Yes. Yes. That was unbelievable, Rebecca. I haven't I don't know that in friendship. I've heard you talk about that. Yeah,
1: it has come out slowly. Yeah. It's slowly revealed because there's always a root to our body physiologically yeah. manifesting anxiety, acute depression, panic, whatever it is like Something is inside us that has to get out, and it will find any way necessary yeah. to do that. And yeah. New York became the pressure cooker that squeezed it out. You know, nice. in Comfortville, you know, it, it's a <laughs> right. little harder to find. Right. You're like, I'm okay, kind of numbing or distracting or staying busy, right? But when things get hard or adversity faces you head on, you can't avoid it mm. and And so the root of my panic disorder I realized much later in life was that, on the table, you know, it was emergency C-section, failure to thrive. He was four and a half pounds, full term. All my fluid was gone. I didn't even know wow. until 39 when I asked for, hey, do you guys do ultrasounds at the end? And yeah. they're like, no, not unless you're usually large or small. And I was really small and my face was swollen. And they realized at 39 weeks, there was no fluid. Wow. So they sent me straight to the hospital and said, we're doing a level two ultrasound. I wait for an hour in the waiting room. I had a sense. I was like, I'm not going to be coming back. I have a feeling. And so they measured him, four pounds, eight ounces. His heart rate was in the 60s. They're like, you're having this baby today. Failure to thrive. And so – Quickly gave me an epidural, tried to do emergency C-section, wheel me in. I can still feel them tapping my stomach. Oh, my gosh, Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Like, I can feel that. I can feel yeah, that. I was like, wait, are you about to cut me open? Because I just, did you just tap my stomach? You know, it's kind of one of those Either like. Either he's kicking
0: from the inside or y'all tapping yeah, from the outside, but I am feeling. Yeah, feel it. and
1: you're telling me he's not that active. So I'm uh-huh, thinking that's you. Uh-huh. And then they said, oh, yeah, let's give you a second epidural, yes, which yes. I don't recommend. It's a second version of what you just had 20 wow. minutes later. Wow. And so that by the time we get in and they are pulling Kate out, that second one kicks in and goes up in my lungs. And oh i I learn like all my words. And gave God bless him, you know, like there's a blue curtain yeah. and he's petting my head, you know, like yeah. like a dog reading Psalm ninety one yeah. over me. And <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm dying. I like I thought I was dying, but I didn't want to be negative. Right. Yes, I'm, yes, like, yes. I'm not gonna speak that out. Right, right, right. But I was like, no, I should probably say something since I am in an OR with a bunch of doctors yes, around me. Yes. And I was like, undying. And that's when the doctor leaned over me and he said, if you stop breathing, we can breathe for you. And I was like, that's not quite the reassurance I was looking for. And, (laughs) um, And so they did. They put me on oxygen and they... They got him out. Did it just him. feel like your lungs were full. Yeah, so I could. It Sorry, was like, I don't want to like take you back elephant. there. I a breath. Excuse me, guys. I don't want to do this to you, Rebecca. That's not what I'm
0: trying to do. <laughs> oh,
1: don't worry. We have Jesus has met me here now yes, since yes, then. But yes. it did feel like an elephant on my chest, and yeah. I couldn't get a breath. I just mm-hmm. couldn't get a breath. So there's a smothering there that's attached to that, and. Basically, the metaphor for me for tight spaces or claustrophobia was this sense of feeling trapped and powerless. Because you are—you're laying on a table, you're trapped and powerless. Yeah. And I remember years later in therapy, the clinician saying, "Why is feeling trapped and powerless so terrifying?" I'm like, "Well, wouldn't that be <laughs> yeah. wouldn't
0: that be for I'm everybody?" I'm not bringing you like, <laughs>
1: "Why is McDonald's scary?" I'm asking you why being trapped is scary. Yeah. And then I had to remember, like, when did I feel that completely trapped and powerless, like wow. on the brink of death? And God, you know. Six hours later, you know, start to sleep it off. And the doctor says six hours after that, we see signs of downs in your, in your baby. So it was a full 30 hours of trauma.
0: Yes. And that was my
1: onset to motherhood. Jeez. Welcome to motherhood in your 20s. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I go, okay, I, I, when that smothering feeling, you know, you know, acute symptoms of anxiety are very much shallow breathing. We yeah. know that now. I know how to regulate my brain now. Yeah. I know how to calm down, but it's taken 12 years. I mean, just the
0: beauty in the book you write about your daughter Kennedy, even in her own anxiety troubles – how you've taught her how to breathe mm-hmm. and how now she stays in her room.
1: I know. I just
0: and and, and says, I've got to be able to do this without yes. getting in mom and dad's bed. Yes. After a season of doing that, after yes. y'all being yes. directly in I just thought Man, that is
1: such growth. That's so beautiful. And that's my that's my piece of advice for every parent. Like let your kids be there cheering for them, like encourage them, be present in their pain. But at some point, while they're still under your roof, give them a chance to to find their own legs. Wow. And they, she knows I'm still downstairs. She can yeah. come in the middle of the night like she had so many times before. Yeah. But let her test the waters with God alone
0: mm-hmm.
1: and see how that grows her resilience. And she would come to be like, well, I knew last night I needed to just stay in my bed and figure it out with God. And I did. And I was okay. <laughs> I'm like, yay, that's a win. You just grew your resilience.
0: That's right. Yeah. One of the things you and I get to do in our seats in this world is y'all have a podcast. You get to talk to a lot of people who have books. You read a lot of books. I read all the books with you. There are a lot of books about resiliency and a lot of books about American Christians getting it together. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like there are multiple books. Russell Moore is coming out with one. David Platt, KB. Yeah. I mean, they have books that are like, y'all. Yeah, It is now or never, get it yeah. together, and yeah. they're great. The other theme I have seen this year has been resiliency. Interesting. Why is that? What's the Holy Spirit doing? You know,
1: I was thinking about this and praying through this. So rhythms was so much about doing, uh, regulating rhythms again and again and again. Yeah. That calms the yeah. brain, that keeps stress and yes. anxiety at bay. It keeps us healthy. Yes. Resiliency is about doing regulating rhythms again and again and again in the face of adversity. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because the reason why we lack resilience is we haven't built the foundation before the moment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we just experienced three years of a moment. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And what happens when you're in the acute phase of trauma— All adrenaline is pumping. You're in fight, flight, or freeze. You're actually pretty good. Um, You're able to disassociate enough to just manage, embrace yourself for impact. Right. The problem is when the moment passes... That's when your body lets down and the tears flow. That happens to me every time after yeah, a panic attack. I can yeah. brace myself for impact, but when it's done, I let down. And I think yeah. this year in particular, twenty twenty three, is we're all letting down. Like yeah. we're crying. We're kind of it's really lamenting. Like right. what did we? What just happened? And yes. how do we make sense of it? And how do we now move forward? Because I think we all thought that when it was done, we just bounce back. That's the popular culture view of. Resilience, like you just bounce back, and then as we all know, like that's actually not real. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 2023 is so pivotal, I think, for us going, Oh, no, we actually need to find our legs again and we need to stand back up. Yes,
0: that makes so much sense, Rebecca. I hadn't thought about it like that. When John Eldridge talks about it and he talks about even our reserves are empty. Yeah. Have you heard him talk about this? Where he says he asked his team. How are you? And they all said, oh, we're OK. You know, we're recovering. And they said, what if I told you a pandemic was starting again tomorrow? And they're like, nope, nope, can't do, <laughs> yep. cannot do. And he was Nothing like, left. that is how your re- you know yes. your reserves are empty. Yes. And so why was it right for you to write this after Rhythms? Why is resiliency the next thing you want to talk about?
1: Well, because I think every book has been progression of where God has taken me in this mental health journey. And, you know, I do think Rhythms was so much about putting the guardrails in your life so that you can keep that unrest at bay, like anxiety or depression or whatever it is at the stress level. Like those regulating rhythms are actually historically one of the primary ways of healing from trauma. Uh, The problem is you have to do that when— Adversity keeps coming, and I right. think what the way I define resilience now is that it's this idea of doing hard things where you're compressed without an end date, yeah. and that is scriptural, it's there's brutal. a holiness around that, there's a perseverance, there's, and we could replace that with exhaustion and fatigue and duty, and God's going, no, let me actually do this on your behalf let me carry you in ways and that's how god met me yeah and now i am finding my legs and i now have words yeah even in the letdown even in the tears it's like wow thank you god for letting me know you were there the whole time you never left but also you have given me a greater strength and a greater resilience because i wouldn't have known i was this strong yes before
0: That sounds fun. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, EarthBreeze. I'm all about finding ways to be friendlier to the earth, and if I can do that while doing my laundry, I call that a win-win. Do you know that 91% of those awkward heavy laundry detergent jugs end up in a landfill? Or in oceans. Oh no, there has to be a better way, right? And it's not like you can just stop doing laundry. Please don't stop doing your laundry. This is where Earth Breeze comes in. I need to do some laundry tonight. And my new Earth Breeze laundry detergent eco sheets, they look like dryer sheets, but they are not. It is the coolest thing liquidless laundry detergent that dissolves 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold. There's no measuring, no accidental spilling, and no heavy plastic jugs. Just toss the sheet in and you are good to go. Plus, you're not giving up on the quality either. EarthBreeze gives you a powerful clean every time. It smells so good too. Oh, I think it smells so good. It's great for all laundry lifestyles, even sensitive skin. Their eco sheets are hypoallergenic and dermatologist tested. EarthBreeze is compatible with high efficiency washers, gray water systems, and is septic safe. They offer flexible subscriptions that can be adjusted, paused, or canceled by you at any time. No contracts or fees. So what that means is they will get them delivered to your house so you don't have one of those expensive experiences where you need to do laundry tonight and there is no soap. And you know what else? As travel picks up for all of us over the summer, it is way easier to pack Earth Breeze than a giant jug of detergent if you want to do some laundry on vacation or for me, on tour. Better for the planet, better for your suitcase, better for your clothes, better for your life. Give Earth Breeze a try with their risk free 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it, Earth Breeze will give you a full refund, no questions asked, and no return necessary. Switch from the old fashioned goo to something new. Right now, my friends can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. You guys, 4-0. So go to earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun for 40% off. earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun. And just a reminder, if you can't ever remember a code or you need to know what the link is again, we put all those in the show notes below to the AFD Weekend Review, to hear for you, tour tickets, to all these links to our partners. Those are all in the show notes below. And one more amazing partner tell you about mended okay mother's day is next weekend graduations are around the corner and my birthday is in july and mended's beautiful products make such great gifts they have the cutest tea towels dinner napkins table runners and more whether you want to buy one for your mom or send a loved one off to college with the cutest tea towels or napkins for her dorm or apartment mended has you covered. Plus, have you seen anything that's block printed? We love it, you guys. We love a block print. Mended hand block prints their products and oh my gosh, it just feels like the most personal touch. But what's so much better than how beautiful Mended's products are is its mission. Mended is a social impact company working to economically empower survivors of modern day slavery in South Asia. So the beautifully printed products have been made by one of their 23 survivor artisan partners that Mended partners with. It's an absolute win-win for all of us involved and why I love bringing my friends into the mended story when you gift products for mended you get a story card and the confidence that you're giving a true gift of impact so go to mended.co that's m-e-n-d-e-d dot or follow them on instagram mended underscore c-o and use the code that sounds fun for free shipping no matter who you're buying gifts for this spring I know they're gonna love it and now back to our conversation with Rebecca I'd like for you to talk about what resilience isn't, because I think there is a time where people just assume every time you have to keep going is resilience.
1: The first definition in the Oxford English Dictionary in the 1600s was to rebound or recoil. It was like resilier, the Latin word, and that's where we've gotten this bounce back. But then there was a new version uh, added to that, a second definition in the 1800s that was to resume the original shape after a season of being compressed and bent. Wow. And I was like, okay, that feels... (laughs) more true, right? Like, I might not look the same exactly after three C-sections, but I'm still the same Rebecca. But there's a little more weathering. (laughs) There's a little more maturing. There's a little, like, scar tissue actually is stronger than the original tissue. You know, you just, you do come back stronger, but it's in a seasoned way. And you decide to stay when it would have been easier to leave. And you realize you're stronger, not despite the resistance, but because of the resistance. So now I look at resilience, and I talk about it in the book but I love the Aesop's fable about the oak and the reed Mm -hmm. and how the oak tree is so big and strong and this tiny little reed on the ground and they're having this conversation and he says, don't you wish you were like me? I'm just so strong. And the reed, I think is kind of mocking the oak, which cracks me up. Just says, I think I'm okay. I'm good with my lot, you know? (laughs) Um, I'm happier. And then all of a sudden the storm rages, the oak tree is upturned by the ball root up on the ground and the reed just bends low. And then slowly stands back up.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was thinking about how many times we've walked through weathering seasons in our life that didn't seem to have an end date in the moment or caught us off guard like COVID. And we just bent into it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't like run from it or or have brute strength, like, come get me. Why I'm a woman, hear me roar. But this more like, there's something here for me. And I know God is with me and I can kind of lean in. And that when it's done, when it passes... I'll rise back up again, yeah. and I'll do it not just alone. I'll do it with my other friendy, my reeds that are friends, yeah. and yeah. we'll do this together. And there's something sweet about being humble in it. And scriptures talk about Christ being the bruised reed mm-hmm. prophesied mm-hmm. in Isaiah. Right. And he bent low, yeah. and he took death, yeah. and then he had resurrection life and gave it to us. So to me, there's something really
0: holy about that kind of resilience. Yes. Man, thinking about being like a reed, that feels like a really... Powerful, small metaphor, yeah. right? Like a little yeah. something you can tuck away.
1: Yeah. Well, that's Jesus. Like, he yeah. kind of came in different than what
0: everyone thought was power. Right. And, right. and
1: yet, in the end, he's right. the one that we're still talking about.
0: Right. You do a beautiful job in the book of honoring a friend of ours that I want you to talk about, talking about Bill and Lori Loki.
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, can you
0: believe you wrote like half a chapter about Bill Loki? Yeah. Yeah. But while he was still living. I know. And now he's I with the Lord. It's wild. In fact,
1: the day of his funeral was a day he and Lori and I and Gabe were scheduled to have a conversation. No. So, Rebecca. of course, Lori's like, we're supposed to be recording right uh- now. <laughs> and I'm like, nope. <laughs> so we're were exactly where Bill we're... on the podcast? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Man, he's the episode been a part— with
0: him and Bob, Bob. Did you listen to him and Bob? I Bob? haven't. It's beautiful. It's on yeah. Bob's show. And it's Bill talking about, I'm dying, so yeah. what? Yeah. And you just don't ever get to yeah. hear people talk from there. So I I'm sorry you didn't get to have that. No. I, well,
1: we've had a lot. We've yes. He's been a part of nine of our um, – we've done nine emotional health retreats yeah. over the last three years since COVID. I think yeah. I needed it as much as the people who came. Yeah. And Bill would always just drop these nuggets. And yeah. so we have a lot of that. And I'm so thankful. And I'll be with Lori next week again. And. I'm just so inspired because getting to know them as friends, not just therapists which they were, just they lived it. They yeah. lived it so beautifully and one of my favorite parts about the funeral was when I think it was their eldest son stood up and he goes, "Man, I just had no idea like all these people like loved them so much cuz we just thought we were it, right? Like oh. they gave them so much <laughs> attention yeah. and presence yeah. that, that that everyone thought like they were the most important to Bella yeah. and Lori." Yeah. And then there's like like thousands, I mean, like a room full of people, hundreds that are all going, no, like they were like that with us too. like crazy. <laughs> like talk about multiplication. It yeah. was
0: wild. Yeah. When we're thinking about resiliency, I mean, so many of our friends listening, everyone has lost someone that they love.
1: Yeah. Up
0: close. And I mean, we just went through a school shooting here in yeah. Nashville where a lot of our neighbors lost people that they love dearly.
1: Yeah.
0: What does resilience look like in the face of death? Yeah. Well, one I would say
1: this was modeled that day. So there was a service that morning, started at ten. Yeah. Then I don't know a couple hundred of us then went to graveside. Yeah. Then we went back to the church and had lunch. Yeah. Then it turned into storytelling. That's what I heard. It's
0: everybody yeah. just sat around telling stories. I mean, stories.
1: I actually had to. I think we were, it was like seven hours, six hours. And I finally had to oh scoot to get Joy off the bus, but I didn't want to leave. <laughs> and one thing I've learned about death, the, oh, the best response to that loss is honor. Yeah. And so, wh- what happens in it's, I feel like the Jewish culture gets this right. Like, there's a whole long yeah. thing, you yeah. know? We don't just have a quick funeral and we move on. Yeah. The, like, loss, even Chip Dodd talks about this that yeah. emotion of loss, the redemptive form of loss is honor yeah and so remember talk about all the things grieve uh, make room for that because it's when we don't acknowledge loss that we yes. turn sick yes right we just store that inside acting as if we're fine and maybe we're yeah. just sad but honoring what that person meant and so my dad passed five years ago in april and i cannot believe it has it's, been five, it's been five years
0: yes and so the and timing two years since gabe's mom
1: yeah, well, last January, so about 15 yeah, months. Yeah. But I was thinking about that in timed with, like, Bill's death and just how m- important it is in the moment with all the family to honor and to remember, you know, God always through the old covenant was saying, remember, remember, remember. And then we have the Eucharist now, remember, remember, like we so easily forget just the power and honor of like the person that we love. And I don't want to lose that. And so I would say the best thing to do to heal your heart is to talk about that person and cry when the tears come naturally. The Lord, if you're not crying, you're not healing. Like, Mm. tears are sacred. Yeah. And God wants to meet you in that place of pain because he, he wants you to know that, like, all of this was very appropriate. That's an yes. appropriate response. Yes. Jesus was a man of sorrows, well acquainted with grief, and he physically grieved and t- cried. And we all of a sudden see that as weakness, and I don't think that's the case at all. I think it actually really does honor how much that
0: person meant, and it helps us heal. Yeah. You say in the book, healed bodies and souls become resilient bodies and souls. Yeah. 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 And that just feels like part of it. Like even it isn't just about n- not having diseases or how you eat. It is. Are you letting yourself cry?
1: Yeah. 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 It, because the healing isn't just physical. It's mental. It's spiritual. Yeah. It's emotional. And if you want to have a congruent life, your insides
0: have to match your outsides. Oh, boy. Listen, we could go on and on. We on could that talk one. about that a long time. People need to hear that, that who you are in the secret yeah. should be who you are And I don't like to should people, but yeah. Who you are in the secret should be who you are in public. Well, and honestly, that's
1: why there's a lot of unrest because we've built platforms and we've got these, you know, temptations to make everything be presented well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just days that's just not the case. Yeah. And yes, there are appropriate ways to share that, but at least the people in your life that your real life, flesh and bones people in the room need to know the whole thing need to know parts of the whole thing. Yeah. And I found the more I invited people in about yeah. my shame, starting yeah. with the Lord first, because if I'm free to tell God, then I'm a little more free to tell Gabe. Yes. And if I'm free
0: to tell. Oh, Ga- that's great. That works out great with yeah. the G's. If I'm free with God, <laughs> God I can be free
1: with Gabe. <laughs> God and then Gabe. And then, then I can start to tell my girlfriends, yeah. you know, my kind of that like close friend group. And then I can start to maybe dip my toe into writing about it. Yeah. But it's, it's taken some time yes. to get to that point. Yes. Right. It, in the middle of it you keep that sacred yeah. but god does use your pain to become purpose if you let it and so it will become some form mm-hmm. of a a story about his glory and yeah. how it's revealed in me but it you know it's it's honoring even the process of the healing by by taking time with that
0: i think it's so interesting you write in the book about confession and about how it's kind of the foundation of all of this. But what I want to say to you, I didn't text you this yesterday because I wanted this recorded for you to hear whenever you want. I have learned confession from you. Mm. Like I have, I wow. don't, I don't feel like I've been on a journey with you of you not being a confessor to being a confessor. Yeah. I feel like you have always been someone that modeled for me when we're sitting at a table, we can say what's really going on. Yeah. And so that's, that's I a beautiful. To, I used to be told that was called chronic oversharing. <laughs> well but, but no. god's okay with it yeah so. yeah It's so is so no i just i think that is i just want to tell you that i've hmm. i'm better at confessing not just sin but sin but i'm better at confessing where i am yeah. because of my friendship with you Aww, and so you. i'm really grateful i'm glad you wrote yeah. about it but i If I was an editor and I could put in the AFD edits, I'd have been like, you're actually better than you think you are at this. Okay, do what you want with that edit. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I love that. Okay, so what you think is what you become. Yeah. You write that in the book. What we think we are is what we become. Yeah. That feels scary to me because that feels like I have a ton of power. (laughs) Well, it's really how I've informed
1: my thinking, you know, even, um. Like, say, for example, Kennedy. Let's just give that up. for any yes. parents listening. And she's or, 17? She'll be 18 in a couple months. So, yes, she's launching. She's graduating the same week this book comes out from yeah. high school. <laughs> launching two babies in four days. That's crazy. One's more important than the other, let's be honest. Yeah. But one thing about her, for example, when she was young, she was strong-willed, and she would just be like, I do it myself at yeah. 15 months, 18 months, like with her five-point harness. i am be like, okay, go for right, it. Right, right. And then I remember – We would butt heads because I met my match when she was like 8 or 10, and I'd be like, oh, this is going to be hard. And so I kind of made an agreement with this narrative, and we'll get into shift the narrative, that like life's going to always be hard with her, right? So I was thinking kind of a future that was predetermined with some outcome because of based on my current moment or my past moment. And then one day, I think probably when she was 12, we were in a really hard season, and I just said, God, will you show me what you see in her? And I'm not kidding, Annie. I immediately had a vision of her in her 20s thriving, throwing oh. a toddler up in the air. I'm not saying oh. anything. I'm not trying to speak anything. Maybe yeah. she was babysitting. Maybe was my grandbaby. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but she was vibrant. Yeah. And she was throwing this toddler in the air, and she was so full of joy and laughter and health that I was like, okay, God, I'm going to now rewrite this narrative with wow. a way that I think and believe into something. And. Wow. It wasn't anything like I saw different in the moment. It wasn't like a profound, but it I I keep coming back to that cuz now I'm seeing it. I'm seeing yeah, it in her. Yeah. And I remember like when I started to see it break, I was like for this child I prayed, but even more so God gave me a vision of something that was that changed the way I think. Yes. And so I think it's less about my power to like will like a different future but going yes. God, what do you see?
0: Yes. And so
1: maybe as a faithful christian to go like i don't want to be in charge of my future but god like you see what i can't see that's the whole point of faith yes and so whatever adversity i'm facing right now will you show me what you see Mm. is there something you want me to like hold on to or cling to that you're working for good yeah and it might not be today tomorrow next decade but help me rethink, reframe what I think that way. And it did. It did. It lifted. I was still hard, for sure. But I started to go, okay, I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to write it down in my journal. We're going to put a date on it. I'm going to tell Gabe. I'm going to tell Kennedy eventually, which I did. I did. And I think it honestly even gave her faith. Yes. And so that's what I mean by our brain runs the show, but we get to ask God, what do you want us? He gives Mm. us desires, right? He says he gives us the desires of our heart. But the way I read that is like, he gives us...
0: (laughs) his desires desires that we feel yes yes Yes. Yes. so
1: so when I'm starting to desire that he's giving me that yeah so I want to hold on to that and think towards that
0: so that's how we shift it is that what you're saying yeah Yeah. that's how we if we were doing an assessment of our brains today yeah what's the first question we ask to even identify what needs to be shifted yeah
1: I would just say whatever lie are you making agreement with right so in the shame chapter I talk about how I had made agreement with For as long as I knew, I'm broken, and I believe I can never actually change. I can put all these practices into place. I can write all these books. But fundamentally, inherently, I feel broken. And so then I say it out loud in the first rule, name the pain to Gabe. And with his grace, he says, "We're all broken. You're just more aware of it." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, thanks, I love Game. That part. But it leapers fork. Yeah, and yeah. that even just kind of put the air out of the balloon because all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, that's my big, deep, dark secret that right, I'm broken," and it right. didn't jar you at all. Right. In fact, you're like, "We all are." Right. So then, all of a sudden, I go, "Okay, maybe, maybe I just need to unpack shame." And now I understand w- why I run and hide. Oh, I, I never really felt like I had words or, or even the tools to go like, no, it's not. That there's something inherently wrong with me. It's just that I've never been given the bandwidth to know how to stay in a hard conversation without mm-hmm. feeling completely overcome. Wow. And so the more I learned, the more I was allowed to say to my brain, <laughs> hey, the reason why you want to run with Gabe is because you don't really have words to say, hey, when you said this, whether or not it was your intention, I feel small. So then I started to say it. I was like, maybe I could just say it without like character assassination, because I don't know if he really means to do it, but I'm certainly reading it that way. And so when I have the strength to say it, then all of a sudden I have agency. I'm no longer buried in shame, but it was because I began to learn. So I would say whatever lie that we've kind of been buried by, I'm unlovable. I'm not worthy of love unless I earn it. Whatever it looks like, we can say, okay, instead, God, what do you see? Yeah. What do you see? Where do you see this going? What do you see in me? Yeah. Um, where are you leading me? And what do you want me to know? And yeah. that has helped me go, okay, I. God will just prompt me with a memory or a phrase or a word in my spirit and I think he wants to rewire our brains like he's the master yeah, scientist who made yeah. our brains and neuroscience and faith overlap they have to and yes. and so as a result of going that like one great thing I talk about in the book was I was waking up just sad in the winter yeah. January is not my best month because Nor of mind. being a Flor- Florida girl yeah, <laughs> or any person yeah. <laughs> and I just remember hearing Dr. Amen on Sadie's podcast saying, yeah. wake up and say it's going to be a great day and I laughed out <laughs> loud I'm like I could never see myself saying that right now <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And then the next day, I'm like, it's going to be a great day. And I was like, I don't even buy this, but I'm going to keep saying it. And I was just started laughing about it. And it's like, yes, I was just telling my brain, okay, predict a different future here. Go ahead and shift the narrative yeah, and then you're going to retrain your brain
0: yeah you know I have a line from Sleeping at Last Enneagram 7 song Mm -hmm. it is the biggest piece of art in my house he gave us permission to do this and it says I feel hope deep in my bones tomorrow will be beautiful and it is the last thing I say to myself every night come on Eva. I go you know what I do feel hope that tomorrow is going to be beautiful when did you start saying that how long? I mean, probably as long as I've had the piece of art in my house because it's the last thing I pass. Yeah. So probably two or three years. Wow. And I've had ter- – I mean, you know, you've walked with yeah. me through a brutal breakup yeah. and yeah. and through hard things with God and yeah. through my nephew dying. And, yeah. and that's that never stopped being true. Yeah. I always believed tomorrow was going to be beautiful. Yeah. So there just always ended up being beauty in it, maybe. Well, and
1: how, did you, how do you see, sorry, turning the mic, yeah. how do you see you saying that for two years impacting these last two years for you?
0: I think it helps me sleep better. Mm. It shapes what I think about as I'm going to bed. Oh, that's good. Because I kind of go like, yeah, what am I doing tomorrow? Oh, I bet that will be – so last night I was like – a friend of mine is staying with me last night. She went to the guest room, and I was walking back to my room, and I said I said it to myself. And I thought, oh, yeah, what happens tomorrow? And I was like, oh, I do this and this, and I get to see Rebecca. And gosh, mm-hmm. I love that book. And, yeah, that will be so fun to get to see Rebecca tomorrow because I haven't seen you since yeah. January. And, yeah. and so it gets my brain doing that before I go to bed versus – I should have said that differently today, and I should have, which is what I can do, oh, is so replay good. my dumb things I say.
1: Right. So you you are doing this. It's like your brain does run the show, mm-hmm. and you get to decide what you agree with. Yeah. You get to decide what you say to yourself. I'd quote Sadie there. Yeah. You get to decide what you say to yourself. And God— Said it first, right? Yeah. You're chosen and beloved and appointed and set apart. Yes. I've entrusted you with birthright gifts. I've called destiny out over your future. Yeah. I mean, there's so much beauty and goodness God gives us first that we can just draw from if we ask Him to remind us to can remember he, what He right. thinks of us. <laughs> that's exactly
0: right. Have you read Chris Kane's new book that's all about Remember Lot's Wife? The whole book is about Remember Lot's I Wife. I want to read it. And God, I mean, God tells us to remember. All the time. Yeah. Like he's like, just remember, just remember, just remember. I know. When Jesus said, every time you eat this, like you said, every time you eat this, remember me? I'm like, did you think we'd forget? Yeah. I guess he thought we'd forget. Yeah, we did. And we don't. Get to forget because we like take that meme the I'm
1: sure you've seen it of like this is me when Jesus keeps trying to rescue me and that like <laughs> the, wh- sheep.
0: the sheep just <laughs>
1: keeps jumping right back in the in the like gully and like, breaking its leg I'm like wow God's like I know they uh, rescue me then he boop boop yeah, right yeah, back in I know I'm like
0: he didn't even remember for five yeah. like two yeah. seconds that feels real sometimes I, oh that is very real to me Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about another amazing partner, Sundays for Dogs. I know you put time into thinking about what to feed yourself and your family, so don't forget your dogs. They're part of your family, too, right? Sundays for Dogs is a healthy dog food that's actually easy to store and serve your little guy or gal, so they get a meal that both tastes good to them and keeps them around for a long time. Okay, Fallon has a cute dog named Teddy. You know Fallon. She runs the That Sounds Fun Network and is the co-host of our favorite snack podcast, The Snack Show. And Teddy is a big fan of Sundays for Dogs. Listen to this list of ingredients and tell me who wouldn't be. Sundays is air-dried dog food containing 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and zero synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, it has digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. I mean, sounds good to me. And those dog moms and dads out there report noticeable health improvements in their pups, plus every order ships right to your door, so you never worry about running out of dog food again. And get this, Sundays cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend money on sourcing the best all natural ingredients for your pup. More affordable and better for the dog? Sign us up. We've got a special deal for our dog loving friends. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. You guys, 35% off. Go to SundaysForDogs.com that sounds fun or use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's S U N D A Y S. F-O-R. D O G S dot com forward slash that sounds fun. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. And I have one last amazing partner to share with you, Pros. Okay. Instead of just browsing the shampoo and conditioner aisle at the store, I switched to a custom routine from Pros. It is truly one of the best things I've ever done for my hair. And the results I'm seeing just keep getting better. And you guys are telling me that. (laughs) Thank you very much for your (laughs) kind words about my hair. Pros is the world's most personalized hair care. And I am telling you, Prose is the reason y'all love how my hair looks. It is their custom shampoo and conditioner. My hair is shinier, thicker, and more manageable than it has ever been. They took my answers to their in-depth hair quiz. We love a quiz. And created a unique formula from my answers. Join the over 1 million people who've gotten consultations on everything from the climate where you live, the issues you have with your hair, your hair type and texture, your eating habits. They analyze 85 personal factors and then handpick clean ingredients to get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. Their review and refine tool is awesome too Because it lets me tweak my formulas for any reason If my address or my diet changes Or if I have heat damage in my hair, which I do I can go in and edit So they create the most helpful to me formula I love it As a carbon neutral certified B Corp Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty All their ingredients are sustainably sourced Ethically gathered and cruelty free They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral If you're not 100% positive pros is the best hair care you've had they will take the products back no questions asked custom made to order hair care from pros has your name all over it literally your name is on the bottle it's adorable so take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15 percent off your first order today go to pros.com slash that sounds fun that's p-r-o-s-e.com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15 percent off and now back to finish up our conversation with rebecca I don't even know if this is possible, but I'm just going to see what you say to it. Can you outline for us a path of what life could look like in a year if we are resilient and what life could look like in a year if we aren't?
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted to put the book in a framework of five rules that are building blocks, because if you don't put them in place in advance, when that moment comes, right, right? you know, just hard, hard life does happen all the time. Then you are reeling. And so the goal is, I would say, if you, if you do do these things in advance and you do the work. You know, we always talk about yeah. doing the work, but that feels a little ambiguous. So I was trying to be a little more prescriptive and practical. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going, like, who are the people that I can name the pain to regularly? Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't a one and done. It's right. like, Annie, you've heard a lot. But yeah, it's some too. form of a rhythm of confession yeah. with your people, yeah. right? Like maybe that's once a month or yeah. every two weeks or whatever that looks like, where you're able to check in and go, like, here's what was hard. Here's yeah. where I was tempted. Yeah. Here's where God drew near. You know, just getting a rhythm of confession. Yeah. And then that's one name the pain. The second one would be shift the narrative like yes. we're talking about. Yes. Like how do we retain our brain because right. of now what we've done Yep. and how we now have other people speaking into us, like Gabe saying, "Wait a minute, you're not. You're, yeah. We're all like this. Yeah. Like you're not alone. Yeah, this is not the end of your story. That's right. And so with shifting the narrative, it, we always go, God, what do you say? Yeah, what is the truth that sets us free? And then that third rule is then embrace adversity, yeah. and that feels like what? Why would we do that? Right. But what I learned I with anxiety, when I turn towards the anxiety, yep. when I like let it kind of roll through my body and realize, oh. Now it's done. Yeah. Like an average panic attack only lasts five to eight minutes and I'm still okay now yeah. on the other side of it. Yeah. Then that grew my resilience. Yeah. I used to be terrified of anxiety. Now yeah. I consider it a friend that's the barometer telling me what's on. Un- it's like the check engine light. That's how I
0: feel about loneliness. I'm like, it's not going to go away. Yeah, Just ask it what it's telling yeah. you. What yeah. do you actually need?
1: Yeah. Anxiety yeah. symptoms for me are a check engine light yeah, going like either smart. you need it you like brake pads, fuel, right, you right. know, you need you know, your some air in your yeah. tires. Like you've been running too much yeah. and you need to pause yeah. and you need to ask God what needs to shift. It's not this shaming thing. I think yeah. we all feel some shame attached to anxiety, like something inherently wrong with us. Right. Well. It's more that we are human right. and we're, we're fragile and we're finite. Like we're yeah. not infinite. We can't yeah. just do whatever we want as long as we want. Yeah. Like we actually have, we get to age gracefully yeah. to yeah. bring it back around. Yeah. Um, and then that fourth rule is make meaning because God will always use our stories. He yeah. just is so kind like that. Yes. And I love Revelation 12, 11, where it says the enemy is bound by two things, Christ's yes. blood and our story. Yes. And it's just like, well, I don't know, guys. This is why I'm a chronic overshare. He gave yeah. me a story of like, yeah. I once was blind and now I see. I yes. once was lost and now I'm found. I yes. once was sad and now he's given me a joy. Like. We don't have a whole lot to do with that other than making ourselves available to him. Right. And then right. that fifth rule endure together. To me oh, is just kind of this part. end cap because we can't build resilient lives alone. Yeah. Annie, you you know, you need people, I need people, yes. we all need each other. And when we do invite people into that pain, it's like, you know, we become this communal people made by a communal God. And yeah. all of a sudden we start to build resilient communities. It's not even just yeah. my family or, or yours. It's Like it starts to span into a whole city. It
0: becomes kind of the air we breathe a little bit. Like how do we love one another well for the long
1: haul? Yeah.
0: You've done that really beautifully. One of the things you say that I'd love for you to finish on is you talk about how beauty is the anecdote to scarcity. Oh, yeah. Like when it comes to community, when it comes to our homes, when it comes to what we see, how is that true that beauty is the anecdote for scarcity?
1: Yeah. I, I think when we're sick, we only see lack. We yeah. only look inward. We only see what's broken. And we always think we're the only ones. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that adversity just is looming and yes. dark and feels endless. And God, you know, I was just reminded of COVID, right? Those early weeks, it was spring, yeah. right? While the world is sitting at home and wringing its hands, nature is still doing what it yeah. what it does. I remember sitting on my porch and the birds were chirping yes. and the flowers were blooming. And I was like, this is kind of wild. God is... God is still on the throne and beauty is emerging all around us. And it was kind of a, it was a grace. It was a comfort. It was like a soul filling kind of thing. And I found that the beauty in just real honesty, like there's a real beauty in intimacy that comes with honesty. And I find that as a writer, like you don't have to be the most skilled writer, but you need to tell the truth. Yeah, that's right. And that's the same in my family life and yeah. my personal life. It's like the integrity of the inside, like we said, matching the outside all of a yeah. sudden, that's beautiful. Yeah. When my kids will come to me and confess and they've been afraid to do it and they kind of kind of beat around the bush, but then finally yeah. just came out with it. I just can't, they're not more beautiful than in that moment. That's like, this is, this is like the purity. Yes. This is like the fullness of what God imagines and, and wants for all of us. Yeah. And then spaces, Annie. you. Oh, I you love do, when you write about yeah. that. The spaces, your <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah, well, I mean, your studio, like you guys work hard to create flourishing spaces where beauty can just emerge. And I believe so much that outer order helps create inner order. Yes. And so when when you really care about cultivating and tending, because that was the biblical mandate, yeah. right, to, to take care of the earth. Yeah. And a lot of us in Nashville are replanting like all of our landscaping right now. Now because yeah. most of it died. died, yeah. Yes. And so just it's supposed la- to be like thirty
0: something this weekend. Uh oh. Okay. Now. I'm gonna wait. maybe to Plant. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the it's the long ish winter. That's right. That's right. Um, but even go. I went to the nursery last yeah. night and yeah. just was. I was like like a kid in a candy uh. store, like picking all the beautiful things. And I don't know. It's just I think beauty represents resurrection, Yeah. and death always precedes resurrection. Yes. So in the moment of death, we're like, oh man, is this gonna lift? And God's yeah. like, yep. Yeah. Sure will. Yeah, and there's a beauty there that that keeps me from going back to the scarcity of what's hard, what's wrong, what's broken, yeah. what's wounded, yeah. and going. There's a, a new mercy coming tomorrow yeah. morning with the sunrise. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay, what do we not say that we need to say? I don't know. Okay, I have something to tell you that okay. I haven't said on the internet, and I don't think I've told you this. Do you know I'm moving to New York?
1: This no. fall. No. Yeah. Have you? You're going to say this on the air?
0: Yeah. Not for <laughs> the. I'm not moving for my whole life. I'm just moving for a couple of months.
1: Stop. Because yeah. I was going to say, can we be roommates? Can we like, Come can on. we double time? Yeah. I've been dreaming about this with Gabe for six months. <laughs> He's
0: like, wait a minute. i are really doing it. You're Stop like one of the it. for me doing it. Yeah. <gasps> Come on. I know. Now. I didn't think I took because I didn't think I decided when I, for sure, when I saw you last in January. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to tell her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So for I'm the summer? Up, no, for the fall.
1: For the fall, Annie. You know, I'm going to be there in May. Are you? On GMA. <gasps>
0: Are you really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. What day do you know?
1: Uh, the 19th.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yes. And
1: then, of course, you know me. That was when I was up. So the last part of the book, I do yeah. want to talk about that. Yeah. It's called Awake. And yes. I tell the story of going back to New York yes. last May. <laughs> yes, I and it. going down memory lane and going to my church there, Church of the City, New yeah. York, and just watching their hunger for God and their resilience yeah. after living in a city. Uh, for everyone. Yeah. But It's especially was hard there and just being so revived in my spirit there. So we're going back the same literal weekend that we were there a year ago. It's just how God timed it. And we're bringing Pierce and Kennedy and Cade or not Cade, not Cade and Joy, just dad, mom, Pierce and Kennedy so that we can kind of do the like quick, do all the fun things together. And in my secret world, um, well, it's now public (laughs) that I definitely love the city. I have a heart for the city. I I believe God's going to bring revival in that city and i just want to be there as much as i can yeah. in and out whatever that looks like yeah. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of what i was just saying like it's always darkest before the dawn right and any time historically in centuries god's moved mountains it's been horrible yeah. right before that yeah. and that's where we sit right now yeah. as a as a globe yes. right it's it's we're groaning yeah. it's it stinks yeah. and god's like i i see you yes. i see you and i'm yes. coming for you yes. and i just I hold that yeah it's sacred and it's true and it's good
0: and i'm just gonna lean in yeah and i love that you're going there i know i'm gonna come see you tyson said when i told him he said what can i do and i said just save me a seat at prayer that's yeah, all you can do just save on. me a seat so i can come pray with y'all
1: so oh, i'm just so going for excited. a couple months
0: Isn't that you, fun? Do you do I it oh it's so gonna be the best <laughs> it's the best um okay because the show's got that sounds fun rebecca lyons this is the last question I always ask. What sounds fun to you right now?
1: A walk with you at Lake and Oh, I wish we could. 100%. You want to in May? Yeah, I'll we'll okay. do it. Me too. And hopefully it won't that. still be freezing by then. I know.
0: It'll warm up. <laughs> I would love to do that. We will yeah. we'll schedule it today before you leave. Yeah. I love you. Thanks for doing this. And thanks too. for writing this book. I, there were the couple of times, Easter and Lost Fat. There were just a couple of times I thought, what an honor to have lived that with you. Well, so, thank, you. thank you. Thanks for being my friend. Yeah. Oh, man. Mutual. And let me be I'm yours. So grateful. You're the best. So grateful. Love you. Oh you guys, isn't she the best? Man, I, ugh. I just am so thankful for everything she thinks through to teach us and to lead us through and the honesty in this book. My gosh. Be sure to grab your copy of Building a Resilient Life this week. And if you're not already, follow Rebecca on Instagram. Thank her for being on the show. And guys, the Here For You Tour is a month away. I cannot believe I'm saying that. It is only a month away. I saw a picture of the stage today. I'm losing my actual mind. I'm so happy. While you're trying to think of fun and gift ideas for the mom in your life or for someone graduating or for your girlfriend's. Grab a ticket for the two of you and come on out and hang with me and Carlos. Y'all, it is going to be a blast. Get your tickets for the Here For You Tour at hereforyoutour.com. Okay, so we heard what sounds fun to Rebecca, and now we get to hear what sounds fun to one of our friends who's listening just like you. Okay, Devin, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Hi, I'm Devin. I'm from Chesapeake, Virginia. And what sounds fun to me
1: is... Going out with my friend for a good meal after she finishes her
0: Praxis speech test. Oh, yes. Okay, where is your, be- where's the best meal? Amadeus, Italian restaurant. Yes, yes, Italian. Tell me what you're eating at your Italian restaurant. Alfredo. Yes, girl, yes. Uh, yes. Garlic bread too? No, No. they don't serve they don't garlic bread, I, I don't believe. So Alfredo, fettuccine is enough. That's plenty. Yes. Are you putting chicken on it or any kind of meat or are you just noodles and cheese? Uh, noodles and sauce. Yeah, and girl. That is a it. good way yeah. to live. I like that answer. Oh, I love it. Okay, if you need anything else for me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me, that is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do what sounds fun to you and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me... Oh, man, I'm getting to go to a Nashville SC match tomorrow. Watch our dude Walker Zimmerman and all the other players that I adore. I haven't been in a couple of weeks, so I am excited to be back at Geodis Park. If you haven't heard the episode with Sally and Walker Zimmerman, just go back a couple. It is there, and it is so good. I mean, he's our favorite MLS player, you guys. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with J.D. Greer. You're going to love him. Y'all have a great weekend.